next on the tee on episode five of Grow the Grind. A coach who wears many hats, a great example of a grinder, Justin Wyeth. It was so cool to be at Rich Harvest Farms, one of the top 100 golf courses in the U.S. I definitely had an incredible time getting to see and practice on the super hard indoor facility that Aurora University gets to practice on. What about you? Generally speaking, I am anti-cliche. In fact, I'm a no-cliche kind of guy. But in this case, I'm going to make an exception because Coach Justin does wear a lot of hats, and he wears them well. He also opened the gates for us at Rich Harvest, and I can't thank him enough and Mr. Rich for giving Allie and I the opportunity to come in and see what they got to work with over there, hosting big-time events. And uh, they got another big one coming up here in May. The Big Ten Championship is going to be there. We had a nice little picture up in that facility, just just like they do for the Soheim and the Captain's Challenge and everything else they've done. Uh, wonderful experience. Wouldn't trade it for anything, and i got to tell you, we learned a lot from him, didn't we, Allie? Yeah, we had a great conversation about how Justin grows the grind in golf and as a coach. Yeah, we've had a lot of great conversations already throughout Season 1 here at Grow the Grind. I'm really appreciative of every one of our guests. Justin's no exception to that. What a perfect fit for us, and what a great message he has to share for both juniors and collegiate golfers. His perspective is spot on. We loved our time with him, and we hope you do too. Hope you enjoy Episode 5 of Grow the Grind. This is Allie Wartell. Welcome to Grow the Grind. We are coming to you from Rich Harvest Farms, one of America's top 100 golf courses, and the host of the 2009 Solheim Cup and the 2020 Men's Big Ten Championship. It is truly one of the most incredible private golf clubs in the U.S. Our special guest today is men's and women's head golf coach for Aurora University, assistant GM at Blackberry Oaks, U.S. Kids Chicago Tour Director, a father to two beautiful daughters, teacher, coach, mentor, and a true ambassador of the game of golf, Justin Wyeth. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Allie, I think I need to take a look at our setup here because uh, it sounded to me like we had about seven or eight guests coming in right now. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. It was really hard reading that. I don't want to read it either. (laughs) So how do you balance it all? Uh, That's a great question. Uh, I just take it day by day and I wake up in the morning and decide exactly what do I want to accomplish today and what do I have on my plate today. And I go and try to succeed as much as I can with each job that I take on. Um, Some of my days are really overwhelming, but if I keep a positive attitude and work hard on each spot, I can be successful at every angle and every uh, opportunity that I'm given. You're using a word there that I already can say for sure is accurate, success. And um, I think that balancing your life while it can be difficult and you're probably reeling all the time trying to put on different hats and play all those different roles, but it seems to me like you have figured out a way, at this point at least, to, to handle all of it. We've known you now for a few years, right, Allie? We've seen mm-hmm. his face many times at the old uh, home course there, Blackberry Oaks, right? Yep. What do we think of this man? Well, he's just 
really great. <laughs> I would agree. Really a s yeah. sincere, genuinely good person. And so mm -hmm. when we started this journey, Ellie and I brainstormed, you know, a lot of different names. You know, who do you think would be a good fit for this? And you came up more than one time. And it's because you have such a wide range. You really are an ambassador. And, and I think that your perspective comes from the junior side, the men and women side, and then obviously as a player too. Your relationship with US Kids Golf now and what you're doing with them in the Chicago Tour and growing the game out here has been second to none really in one year. I feel like you've made great strides. So I think we're gonna spend a ton of time breaking down each one of those. So I'm gonna put it in your court. What do you wanna talk about first? It doesn't matter to me. I mean, we could go from where I started, I guess, first, and that would be uh, at a golf course, I would say. Uh, I started off at uh, a little background on my story. I actually worked at Orchard Valley for about the first 10 years of my life in golf, and the reason I did that is a pretty unique story. I tried out for my sophomore golf team, and uh, I didn't make it. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I ever played golf, and I said, this isn't going to happen ever again. I'm too competitive of a person, so I'm going to go and get a job at a golf course. I'm going to learn the game on my own. Which came with free golf. Correct, and that's always Smart a winning. Man. That's always a winning way to go about things. And so. Allie doesn't get that. Not yet. No. She's going to. We got that. Yes. I was a cart boy back in carts at Buffalo Grove <laughs> Golf Course for years, so I could go run loops out there, 36 holes in between shifts. Never wanted to work though. No, no. Just, you want to get your rounds in. Yeah, you want to play free golf. Correct. So I started off there um, and then just kind of fell in love. I wanted to be a PE teacher, to be honest with you. And then it's like, why not teach one sport instead oh, of all the sports? you picked a good one. Justin. Yeah, you I, really I picked did. the best one. And uh, next thing you know, I, I got a call from uh, now my boss, Chad Johansson at Blackberry Oaks, and I took the job over there. Uh, I've been there now for, uh, I can't believe I said this, but 10 years now. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just been a great job. It's been, we've got great owners out there. We have a great junior golf program. It's opened up to the gates to what else has happened in my my life with these other job titles that you've just announced. Uh, I'll tell announced. you what's happening right now, Allie. Where where are we right now, right? It's beautiful. Yeah. What's surrounded by a fireplace and some unbelievable chairs and a butler cabin type feel outside of Rich Harvest indoor practice facility. And you know, you you opened that door for us here. We're very appreciative of having the opportunity to be in this yeah, facility. Definitely. We know how exclusive and private it is. So um Golf has, has provided for you. Correct. Yeah. Um, I always say, I don't know that I love the game of golf, but it's every day. I can't wait to get to my job. If that makes sense. I mean, I don't need to watch golf all day, uh -huh. every day, you know, learn and read all day. I want to be around the people in the game more than anything. And what I love what you're doing is in the sense of grinding, trying to become a better player, better person. It, it, golf's a well-rounded sport and, when you, you're good at the game, life gets easier, in my opinion, and I think that's why I like being around it more than anything. Yeah, it is a it is a special game, yeah. and the relationships that we develop and that you've developed already, Ali, are very, very important. And you've developed a relationship with the owner of this golf course. Correct. Yeah, I mean, what type of guy is is Jerry Rich? He's brilliant. I mean, that's the word I say. I mean, I, I it's so hard to explain him when you meet him and you sit in a room, you just feel. There's brilliance in the room. That's all I can explain it. A caring person loves amateur golf, loves winning. I mean, I'm a guy that grew up in the, on the west side of Aurora that saw these gates. I drove by this place. I'd come by the Christmas time and look at these lights, <laughs> but I'm not going to get on the other side of this fence ever. Uh -huh. That's the truth. And next thing you know, I've built a little relationship with Mr. Jerry Rich. And now, you know, we're sitting here tonight. We're practicing here with my teams. I'm out here playing here once in a while in the summer. I mean, I feel very welcomed here now, and that's pretty special because it's, I don't work here. 
I don't work for Mr. Rich. It's just a, a, a relationship that we've built off. Very private course. Very private. This is hard to even, you guys can explain how you had to get in here today. Oh, yeah. You know what gated, I mean? Yeah, gated. it's gated with security. security. Yeah. People, it, yeah. It's unique. Right. It's as unique as you'll find. Um, and it's special to be in here. It's special to, anytime you're here, you feel like something special is going to happen or yeah. it is happening. I mean. How much better would you be, Allie, out here every day? So much Describe better. it. Just, Describe what you just saw when you walked through the facility. Uh, I just walked in. I see two simulators, and then you just look ahead, and there's this big green, and then there's this another green with, in front of it, a big sand trap, that you, a real sand. Indoor sand. Indoor sand. And as Coach Elevated Justin was green saying, to hit the green is really fast and it really is. And it breaks a ton. And mm-hmm. there's planters everywhere, but the walls are the most impressive thing in here. Yeah, definitely. Yes. What do you got on the walls, Al? Pictures from the, some from the Soheim Cup, some from NCAA uh, Division yeah, I NCAA. Championship, the Ryder Cup captains. Yeah, it's like, a wall, it's like a wall of fame, right? I mean, if you know yeah. anything about golf, young or old, you're going to know the names on these walls, and they've been in this property. And on Justin, this, the Ryder Cup, the Soheim Cup, the Division One National Championship. What, what more do you need? It doesn't get much bigger. <laughs> you know what you need. What's that? A major. Yeah, that'd be neat. That'd be great. This is a place for it. Yeah, and that's something they need to work on. I mean, that's something that's outside of my... Of course. I'm not saying you're going to influence that one, but this is the type of course. We've been to some of those courses. We've seen them. You've seen them. Yeah. You've walked them. I mean... This has got it. This has has all of it. Yeah, absolutely. That would be wonderful. I mean, I think that would be something that would would really make a mark on on what they're already accomplishing here and what they've been able to do with the property. But you you mentioned one of the, the words you mentioned that stood out to me was winner. And, and, and Mr. Rich is clearly a winner and he likes winners. And what you've been able to do at Aurora in, in your short tenure there has been legendary, truly. I mean, the, the stats will read off later, but because you did what you've done there, it brought some attention and you reached out to Mr. Rich and tell us a little bit about that process for you. Yeah. Um, Right away, the thing I thought the most important thing is always take care of my players, always take care of my teammates. So the people that I coach, I want to take good care of them. And there's no better way than getting them on properties that of the game that they can play and want to play. And in our area, Aurora University, I mean, on the west side of Aurora, Rich Harvest Farms is just 15 minutes down the road. And I need to make sure my players get to see one of the most challenging, beautiful golf courses in America and so I went out and reached out to Mr. Rich. I didn't expect to call back or anything like that. And we had a, a nice lunch that was supposed to be 15 minutes long and it turned into being about three and a half hours long. And it was, it couldn't have been long enough. I would have been in there for 10 hours if we wanted. We really had a nice conversation and he opened the gates. And I mean, no pun. He really literally said, Hey, I want you to have some access out here with the men and the women's golf teams. I want you to practice here before the national championships. I want this place to prep you to be a better team. And. Yes, and you are, and you are better, and you're trending to get better. Uh, you started out here, uh, 2014 might have been one of their first years coaching in Aurora. Uh, six-time coach of the year in the, in the conference. You've taken your teams to uh, multiple NCAA championships, combined six times. And uh, a really cool moment for you recently was 18-19. You, you took both programs. That in itself is just an incredible accomplishment. Because of that, you realize – we want to be the best. We got to play the best. And, and this is the best. And, and going to compete at some of those national scenes, how difficult are those courses? 
they're the hardest I've ever been on. Um, the last year we made the cut for the first time ever for our, our men's team. The golf course that we were at, they play the Valspar Open. I always joke about things. I, I couldn't have told you what color your shoes were in the rough. That's how thick it was. Mm. I mean, one foot off of the fairway, it was that thick. Um, to make the cut for the first time at one of the hardest golf courses, why did we do that? How did that happen? We got to play out here more often. And that's just a fact. I mean, there's a lot of golf courses that don't provide you the experience and the opportunity to get better. Yeah. Um, the yardages that you need to play at these levels. I mean, we're playing 7,200 yards at the national championship, 7,400 yards some days. Where can you duplicate that in Chicago? I would argue that a lot of parents are doing that. I think a lot of parents are playing a public course that is, is great for shots and, and figuring out if you can hit a driver straight. And then all of a sudden they realize, I don't know if we're ready to putt and chip around good greens. And so Allie and I were in that situation. Where do we spend a lot of our summer for PGA Junior League? Do you remember we were driving, we're driving how long? Like an hour, hour maybe, and a half, um, to go to Kemper. I mean, it's still it. It's a, even though you have to drive an hour, it's worth it because this it's another great golf course that has a good driving range, good practice area, and a, just a great golf course. And the and the greens are quick. And yeah, so the greens are quick. My concern in in getting her into tournaments, and I'm like you, I'm a coach. I'm thinking about my player, just like you're thinking about your Aurora players, and I'm thinking. This kid's not going to be ready to putt at Pinehurst if we're just, yeah. you know, hanging around the locals here. And so we did that. We made that effort, and we were driving two, three times I mean, a week. That's hard, but it's uh, it's just fun when you're there. We spent like two hours. I love that practice. it's fun because she's grinding. <laughs> yeah. But what else? I love she's getting better. Correct. Yeah. And you can see it, and Correct. you see it on the good courses. So finding a way in, and 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 then making the most out of it is is really important for all golfers, especially as we're working to grind and get better, you know? No doubt. Absolutely. So you were talking about how you, your team, men and women's, so you are a coach for both men and women's. What are some of the differences you see between those two? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I truly do wear two different hats when I'm doing that. Um, you know, I can joke about the colors. I wear a white one with the men and a blue one with the women. Oh, you sounds, really do? I mean, yeah, you have to. I mean, when I do team practices together, though. What I'm big belief in why we're successful is culture. I truly believe in that. I mean, every practice I have, it's men and women together every single time. Now, are they playing together? Possibly no, but they're one in another. They're behind each other. Why? I think if you go to a golf course and the men are going to pull for the women and the women are going to pull for the men and the coaches supporting both, you're going to be successful. Like I always believe the best Allie is going to be someone that wants to play for me and the best Justin's going to be someone, an Allie that wants, you know, vice versa. I want to play for you. You want to play for me. We're going to have a good chance. So, mm -hmm. but the difference is, is just more how you handle certain things. Um, just, I, I can be a little tougher, I think with the men in the sense, they want to hear that. They want that. And they're a little more competitive one through 10 in the sense of at every level. I think it's just closer averages and there's just a little more breaks with the women. You know, there's just a little bit more gap always with, with, with my teams, my experiences, right? So I'm just trying to get everyone closer to the gaps. That's all mm -hmm. I'm trying to work on. I'm going to pick on your weaknesses and we're going to, obviously we have the facility to get better with it. Yeah. And we're going to just keep picking on your weaknesses and try to talk it out, you know, ask the hard questions and see. What, how do they answer it and how are we going to grind out? Yeah, the better? work's the same. I mean, they're, they're in there. I think Lauren mentioned this the other day about how there's a lot of overlap. Together. There's a lot of overlap. And yeah. I don't, you're, you're doing all the same stuff. 100%. 
And a lot of times the girls, and, and, it, and this isn't necessarily your case right now, but you can get on a course, and that's what I love about golf. The the playing field levels pretty quickly in this game. Oh, yeah. Out of all the games that I know, golf is the one where you go toe-to-toe, same distances, same yardages. Same. My kids, my kids beating me soon. Right? I mean, like <laughs> real soon, real soon. If not, you'd argue you that you have. Yeah, right? I have. I don't think so, kid. But it's, <laughs> so I love that. I absolutely love to know that because I have a, I have three girls. You have two girls, correct? And my wife, as we walked out today, said, "You know what I'm sick of? You know what Nike should do? <laughs> right? You know what Nike yeah. should do? They should say nice swing." for a golfer because every day she's at a dome with my five-year-old every day she's hanging around alley at blackberry men walk up and say wow she's got a really nice swing for a girl right it's not right and i know and you know that these girls are pounding it yeah the game's grown so much. It doesn't matter gender. It doesn't. It, it, it the only difference is the yardage, but it's all it's all relevant. I mean, it truly is. And I mean, that, that's one of my big things. That, you know, being around a golf course, right? Oh, you let girls out here? Are you kidding me? Yeah, right in front of you too, sir. You know, like we're yeah. you're always welcomed. I mean, this is a game that's growing. And your boys working with them welcome it. Welcome it. They if they don't, they're not on the team. Well, but simple. they but they, they love it. They love it. They love it. They want that challenge. They want to beat them just as bad as they want to beat the girls want to beat the guys. It's, it's phenomenal. Allie, you're lucky to be a part of this game. Yeah. You really are. In the world that we live in, you're lucky to be a part of this game. And and I love that. And, and this is what I love about you is that you see both. And I, do, I did want to dig a little deeper into the differences. Um, and, and you talked about the gaps. And I think from a Division three perspective, because, you know, a lot of the listeners probably don't recognize or know Aurora University. They know Aurora is one of the biggest cities in the state of Illinois, obviously. Right. You got to know that. Wayne's World, you got to have that figured out, right? I hope. You better have seen that. Right. But how about the numbers? Let's look at the numbers. You talked gaps. So sure. let's look at your number one, your number two on both sides, boy, men's and women's. And then let's get a breakdown as we work our way towards the bottom. Now, there's going to be a fall off from one to five at most, you know, unless you're Duke, right? right? Correct, or, correct, or unless correct. you're Duke yeah, yeah. or you're, you're Augusta, yeah. and we'll talk about Augusta. Yeah. But what are your numbers looking like? Yeah, let's start with the women's side. I mean, I've been doing this team for a little bit longer. So, I mean, I've had number ones that average anywhere from like 76, 77, which is a great score. We don't throw out scores. We play 36 whole tournaments, 54 whole tournaments. So we have anywhere from there, you know, and I can go all the way to my number five, which in college golf, you play five count four. So that person's on the bus or on the airplane and that person's averaged anywhere from 85 to 92. Um, so when you do the gap, I mean, that's 15 strokes sometimes, mm. right? 15 strokes is a lot. Now let's go to the men's side. I mean, I have right now, I have 10 guys averaging under 79, um, anywhere from 73.9 to 79. Mm. So that's just a tighter gap. I mean, that's 10 people compared to eight and that's five and a half six strokes compared to 15 right from so, one to ten yeah correct so how do you narrow the gap on the girls side i Is think it, are they're just not enough they're getting scooped up they're all d1 and there just is not enough middle packs left for you to, to grab personal opinion i think women have their stuff together quicker 
I always say that. I think they know what they want in college, <laughs> and they want they know what they want after college. Us men, well, we're still trying to. We want to play a game. Yeah, we're trying Let's to play, play a game the ball. And, Let's play a ball game as long as we can. I've been around long enough, but the recruiting thing that that's I feel like it's true. I lose some players to some really nice schools, not playing golf anymore with women. I don't do that very often with the men. It's either I'm going to play golf or I'm not. It's it's you know I, I want to play at Division three, two, one, whatever. That's fine. But on the women's side, I get a lot of that, and I'll just use the examples. I'm going to go to Iowa. I'm going to go to Northern Illinois. And I'm just going to school, and that's yeah. fanta- that's fantastic. You never want to. You'd love to see them and play those, golf. And those players, if they did commit to you, would be closer to that 77 79 range they'd be difference makers correct mm-hmm. and that's what i'm missing right i mean so they're they're not giving up on the game they just have more focus i think on the majors and what they want to do in life after um it's tough to make you know the lpga if we want to jump ship you know it's hard to make the pga right that's gonna be tough but they do see that they could be a nurse or a teacher or Lori whatever they- had it figured out she was yeah yeah she she's really did she's that. talking about backup plans but she's that one special yeah no no doubt and there's that's a one percenter right if you yeah. want to call it that i mean yeah so it, it's unique i mean the gaps are there it's obvious i mean i always joke at d3 there's teams that shoot like i'll go on the women's side there's teams that shoot 300 that's 475 that's pretty special golf right 475 475s. that's special i mean and then there's teams that shoot 550 that's kind of a recreational team, in my opinion. That's yeah. more of an intramural team. Well, those 75s, those from the same distances that a lot of D1 programs are going out in their invites at. Correct. And yeah. what? how do they slip through the cracks, or are they just getting that much better in a Division three program? I think they slip through the cracks on their own. They make that choice. I think it's – I think, you know, I did listen to your podcast tonight with Lauren. I mean, the, the amount of work that she puts and has to do – there's people that can't handle that. I always use the quote, you know. Well, let's compare that. Let's go right to that then. Correct. So you heard what she talked about. She's she's getting three hours of sleep, and she's getting six hours of golf in some days, three at the minimum, in between the studies. I played Division three sports. I know that I had no commitment. I mean, I, I did what I wanted to do. Now, you're a little different. You have to be because you want to be great, and you want to be a rich harvest as much as you can, and you want to compete and be like Wesleyan on the men's side, who is competing in in our state, winning national championships or right. contending for them, and it's like a scra- head scratcher. Like, really, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm all in, and I mean, you named all the things I do, and I'm going 150 miles per hour at every one of them. I'm. I mean, I'd love for you guys to come back and watch me at a practice. Well, I don't we think, will. We're going to come in here again. You crazy? Yeah, I just think you would be shocked with what I do as a golf coach. I'm 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 very vocal. I'm very I'm almost probably more of your basketball coach. I'm very vocal. I'm very in your face in a good way. I want to I want to be supportive. I want to be in your face. I want to show you that if you're good at this, this is going to make you healthier when you leave here. Is that different from a lot of D3s? I got to believe so. I don't know. I mean, just with the success rate that we've had so fast, something's different here and I just got to believe it's just the intensity of what and how much passion I have in with these players. Um but you said it. I mean, they wake up at the time they need to wake up for class. We don't do any work, you know, nothing in the morning. I mean, it's snow outside, right? So t- we will practice two to three hours inside when we have a chance to. We do have three unmandatory workouts a week with a, a, a trainer, but it's not mandatory. So those people can choose. If they nothing wanna... is mandatory. Correct. I mean, I mean, practices during the season are absolutely mandatory, yeah. but you also have to go to class first. And we don't make you pick a schedule that everyone's off at the same time, right? That's not what D3 is or should be. It should be school first, athletics second. And it's special to see how committed my players are with How no many p- D3 players throughout the course of a season? Because there's two seasons. How many seasons are there for you? Four? You're playing spring, you're playing fall, 
right? You're Correct. playing, so you got four men's, women's, and four. Yeah. Let's I'm call doing, it, let's call it four. Yeah. I'm coaching two teams, two different seasons. Okay. Since. Of all of the talent that you see, how often are you like, that's a division one athlete? That's a division one athlete. Can you give me a number on that? It depends where you're at. Like every tournament is different, right? So when you say that, I mean, let's go on the women's side. If you go to a big tournament, let's go to Illinois Wesleyan. They're going to host a really nice tournament always. I would say, in my eyes, you know, the eyeball test, I'd say there's two girls out there always that I think you're not at the right level for your skill set in the game. I don't know your work ethic. I don't know your background, mm-hmm. but your game scoring average, you're there. On the guy side, let's just go the same thing. Let's go to a big Midwest regional. I'd say there's under five there, literally, that can play at the next level. I mean, there's a gap. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, we've seen it. We get to play in a Division One tournament. We know the gap, and we know what it takes but, you get to play in the Division One tournament. How'd that work out? Well, that was at that same lunch that we talked about with Mr. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> a lot came from that lunch. Yeah, more than the chicken wrap that I had, I'll tell you that. I mean, <laughs> all, all jokes aside. Um, yeah, he invited us to play in the Northern Illinois tournament, the men's side, because they host out here at Rich Harvest. We've gotten to play in it the last year. They're going to re-host it this following, this coming upcoming year. I mean, Savannah Art and Design isn't in that one. What type of competition is rolling in? Well, we got paired up with Notre Dame and UCLA last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know, if you're as listeners are listening, I hope you've heard of those two schools. I mean, <laughs> so. it was a lot to handle. I mean, in the sense of how do I get my guys unhyped because we're we're running through the building at this point right we're, we're gonna go through a brick wall if there is one so i had to get them to kind of get down to the like the moment more so than move up let's just enjoy the experience let's figure out how they handle it let's not worry about what we score let's watch how they walk let's watch how they handle in between shots because these guys are truly going we got to pair up with hunter ostrom from notre dame who won the tournament and shot like 9 10 11 under i think in three days i mean Special kid. Every par five got to in two, hit the ball 320 in the air, 255 with the five iron cut shot, like right in front of our face. Now, are we going to duplicate that? No, but how are we going to handle when he made his bogey? How did he handle himself? I was big on coaching that kind of stuff. Like, hey, I saw you just make a triple bogey on the hardest hole I've ever seen in America here at Charles Farns. One of my guys did it. Let's watch how he walks off that hole and handles himself the next. Yeah. And that's how we got better. That's huh. why we had a remarkable year. How do you walk? When? <laughs> Great question. Well, when it's going good. It's go- I'm excited. I'm like, this is going really good. Do you feel yeah. like you've got a focus to you? Yeah, I have a focus. We've been saying a playoff focus because I've been in many playoffs in the U.S. Kids, Chicago Regional, the tours there, and you just have to be really focused. And if you want to win, the every belief. shot matters. The yeah, belief every too. Shot matters. And and so you you can learn from that. And and we learn from a lot. we watch that too. I love that you said that because we watch that. Mm-hmm. Um how are people walking around the course? Yeah. How, you, how are they practicing? Correct. You learn so much from that. Body language. Yeah. I don't I hate to say this, but I don't really care so much about my success in the wins and losses as much as winning is contagious. That's, that's a lot. I mean, anyone would say that. I love when I have a coach come up to me afterwards and go, your team handles themselves really well and you didn't have your best day. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the honor. That's the mm-hmm. thing I want to hear. And I ingrain it even here. So when, how do you work on that one? Well, it starts right here inside. I mean, are you going to slouch inside? Are you going to slouch when you go and practice at that facility right to the left of us right now, Allie? Because if you are, let's not show up today. Right. Like pretty basic stuff here. Like I'm taking the time to come in here with you and you better come in here with full motivation to get better. And yeah. if you can't walk the walk in here, 
then you're not going to be able to walk the walk in the, on the bus when we go to a tournament. It's really basic. So it's, it's, it's from the small start. I mean, this is just an indoor practice in February. But if you can't walk and have confidence in here, you're never going to be able to do it in front of a team or in front of a, a real competition. So I'm just really big on always positive energy. I, I should never be able to drive up in my golf cart that I never use. But my point is when I drive up or walk up, I should never be able to tell what your score is by how you walk. And I can tell every other team in the Division Three almost to the nine, I can tell you what they're shooting just by body language. All right. So you answered when it's going good. Al, when it's going bad and you're working super hard at this, mm-hmm. what is what are you showing? Probably, yeah, my body language. But uh, we've been trying to work on that, both of us. I mean, I need to work on a lot of my body language and how I react to my shots and how moving forward. But... You just gotta. <laughs> you get red. You yeah. tense your hands. Yeah. You you grind your teeth. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. Um, we all want to do that. We yeah. we probably are. Your players are probably internally doing that, and they should be. That's fine. Just don't how wear- do you not show it? What's the trick? If you're getting complimented as a head coach, that the, your guys are impressive with this, you have to be working the mental side of the game with Big them time. in the classroom mm-hmm. or, or or talking about that process and how are you going to deal with failure? How do you prepare for the failures? Correct. I mean, it's really, it's, it sounds so simple, but it's as simple as the second I see someone failing, whatever that means, a double bogey, a bogey, not having a good round, you know, missed a little tap and birdie, whatnot. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get in your ear as quick as I can and talk about something outside of golf and just something fun. I mean, we need to get your focus outside of the game of golf. Distraction. Distraction. Absolutely. I mean, we need to get back into having a good time. Obviously, you just missed that putt. I see that you slap your knee. That's not a good sign because next thing you know, it's just it's a train wreck. After Do you that. play better when you're having fun, Allie, or when you're super focused? Probably when you're super focused. I mean, it's good to have fun, but you want to be focused and competitive because if you're just like skipping around, having fun, it's not going to be. You're not going to be focused on every shot. You could just yeah. That's it the balance or... for her and your players are different because your players can go from that moment of fun to concentration and ready to hit that next shot and be able to turn that switch. We talk about the switch on and off yeah. mm-hmm. junior golfers. Uh, can't, I, I don't expect it at her. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. something that you grow and you'll learn that like outside stuff will make you happy. Right. And, and to think about that at this moment, instead of thinking about that little miss hit shot that we've all done and we're going to do again, it's good. It's a positive thing to think about something positive going into golf courses, golf holes, golf tournaments are tough. I always joke about this as a coach. I don't got a timeout. I don't have a sub for you. I have <laughs> yeah, to play you yes. all 18. I think it's the hardest job in the world as much fun as I'm having. It's one of the hardest jobs in the world. I've played a lot of other sports. I'd love to sub. I would love to substitute myself as a coach once in a while with someone else because I'm just struggling with the moment, right? But that's not realistic. So we have another three and a half hours out here. We got to stay positive. We only score four out of the five. I can't have two of you down. You know what I mean? So it's always positive energy with me. I always do a unique thing and I always talk about this. I never take a golf cart anywhere. I run every tournament at the national tournament. My Aurora University Justin Wyeth golf cart is the only one still parked out front. And why do I do that? Well, I think if you, as a player, see your coach hustling all day, grinding, as we were talking about, giving everything I can, what are you going to give me out there on the golf course? You're going to give me everything. And it's always what they've done. My players will never give up on me because I'm never giving up on them. I'm going to be out there the entire six-hour round, and I'm going to give you everything I got, read putts, help you with certain things. And I think that's just an important thing to just always be positive, showing that I'm having fun with this. 
Can you, you know what I mean? Can you, can you maintain that fun? And yeah, we're competitive. We're, we're trying to win every tournament. The, the, the fun doesn't trump competitive, but yeah, we're, that's the one way that. No, I there's think, a balance. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is, 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 is correct. It's correct. And I know that when things go bad, the first thing that I want to say to my kid is, come on, we got to have some fun. But losing's not fun and failing's not fun. And missing a two or three foot putt is certainly not fun. No. <laughs> and expecting to be successful and having these high hopes that you're going to go out and have a career day every day you tee it up on the first and then you make a double on one is not fun. And so within the game, those moments of failure, you got to find a way to get through it. Yeah. And so what, what do we do? What, what are the tips? You got any tips for us on that? Because you know that day the kid rolls one off the tee or you just snap hooks one left and there's water there and you get unlucky and you can't buy a break. At the end of the day, what is the, what is it? It's a game still, right? I, I'm not trying to belittle. I get it. It's a game. I've never cared about your lowest round. I want to hear your worst round. I want to hear your worst hole. You've, I've, I've said that to you. I, I see you at U.S. Kids. I don't care that you shoot 33. I want to see you on your day of 44. And I know you're, you're not happy. I know you're not. And I'm not happy for you. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to see yeah. you fail, but I want to see how you act when you turn in your scorecard. I want to see how you, what you do after that moment, right? I'm not living with you. I'm not in the car with you, but same with my players. I want to see how you react. So my answer to that is we forget about it. We have to think about our next it shot. Sounds like you're excited to see it because that's when you learn the most. Right, thousand percent. Yeah, you learn the most about yourself during those moments of failure, and then, and I've been more proud of you in those moments than probably any other when you just you find a way to grind through it. Correct. Shake the person's hand. Say you had a better day than me. It was really fun to watch you, and I'll come get you next time. Right. Right? That's pretty simple in my my opinion, but it isn't easy in the moment, and it's I don't expect it to be easy for anyone at any age. I mean, if you're okay with losing, you're. You shouldn't be playing that we'll game. We'll probably circle back because this is all good stuff. But if we yep. sit on this one hat yep. for the entire episode here, <laughs> we're doing a disservice to everyone. Uh, yeah, so U.S. Kids Golf, what do you enjoy most now being a part of U.S. Kids and Junior Golf? I couldn't believe it when I got a call, right? I got a call from someone at, at my pro shop from Georgia, right? And I'm like, I don't, I think that's probably just a prank call or whatever. I mean, I'll pick it up at Blackberry and see what it is. And it was, um, someone, one of the head guys at US Kids Golf and said, Hey, we got your name. We've heard that you'd be great for, to run the league. And I said, man, I don't even know really what that is. I'm kind of outside of that age bracket norm. Can you explain more about it? And he said one key thing to me. He said, I don't know that the league runs if we don't find someone as soon as possible to run this league. And I said, wait, 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 the, the league's not going to run in general. Like you can't find anyone from your area. To, and he kind of was like, no, at this point, we only got a month to set up a schedule. We just heard good things. Would you be interested? I, I didn't need 40 seconds. I was like, I'm in, I'm not letting a junior golf league or program just go to the wayside. I'll take it on. So when I took it on, it's because of the kids. It's because I didn't have that opportunity and I never would have at that time. There wasn't, there wasn't a Justin Wyeth or a person before me that would have done that at that point. There just wasn't the leagues. There wasn't that opportunity. So to me, it wasn't, should I? It's 
can I start today? Like I will get that schedule as soon as possible. So when you I did too, you yeah, jumped right into it. I tried to, I mean, it wasn't easy. I mean, I'm at the still isn't easy. No, I'm at the mercy of it's a unique scenario. You know, I don't, I don't own golf courses and I don't run golf golf courses. I got to find GMs and pros and other people that love junior golf and want to welcome you onto their golf course. But I mean, bottom line is if it, I'd be ignorant to say that when you're at a tournament to see the turn, the kids lose and win and be competitive with their parents and hanging out. That's the greatest thing ever. I mean, for me, that's growing the game at its finest. Yeah. I mean, getting to see kids compete at a level at age five, I believe it is, all the way up to whatever, 13, pretty, pretty remarkable stuff. And it's individual stuff too. That's what's cool. It's not soccer where, you know, you can sit on the sidelines all day or basketball and you don't get a play. You go get it nine holes, shoot your number and post a number. And you're going to have to stand in front of everyone afterwards. And we're not going to look down if you shoot 61 or 33. We're going to be there, you know, and, announce your name and it's just really cool to see i've really enjoyed it um so again first and foremost i i knew nothing about it this wasn't my background this wasn't i do wear a lot of hats i didn't want to wear another hat i'll be honest with you but once i heard those kids playing the game that i love no brainer and i'm 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 pretty hooked on it right now so we appreciate it we're part of it you know and if it weren't for you maybe we wouldn't have been able to have those great moments throughout the course of our last summer and and I, and I couldn't trade those. I wouldn't trade some of the success and failure that you had during that season. You love U.S. Kids Golf Alley, and you love the Chicago Tour specifically. Mm-hmm. What makes the Chicago Tour unique for you? Well, definitely the field. It's super competitive. Uh, a lot of these golf courses are really competitive, too, and it's just really good to be able to have a good field that – you're actually competing against and trying to get to that level or trying to beat them. Yeah, no, I think that says it all. I mean, yeah, you want to be competitive. There are fields out there that just don't have much. Um, but there's also that factor now as we get older that there's other things to do. Absolutely. And so as you look at U.S. kids, and, and it is, it has one of the best world championships. It's got, it's got incredible regionals and it's going to, but there are other opportunities out there. Absolutely. So where do you, where would you say U.S. kids fits in on the landscape for junior golf? Learning more about it. I think it's a stepping stone. It's the, it should be your first stepping stone, in my opinion. There's a lot of ways to look at it. They're putting you at set yardages so that you can really see if you grow or don't grow in the game. Like you're, you're posting a score from about the same yardage, different property, different lands, that different visual, but you're playing, let's say 2,100 yards or whatever. Well, 2,100 yards, I shoot 55. And that by the end of the season, I'm shooting 45. We know for a fact that you've gotten better. Right. And yeah, you can take that, that and run happened. with it. It does happen. And that's, and I think that's one of the neatest things about it. Um, but overall, I, I don't, I don't want any, I'm never going to hold you back. I'm never going to tell you it's the only show in town. I think you should be playing in IJGA, AJGA, and you know everything that's where available. Where do you go? I mean, you're watching kids. You're you're out there looking. When do you start looking? And where are you looking? Because on the junior side now, you do have this newfound understanding of the beginning, like you said, the stepping stone. And then there is a process. They transition over time. Uh, where are you spending a lot of your time looking for kids? Oh, uh, great question. I mean, summer I love, and I think that's where every big coaches looking because they have the time and you know golf's unique in the sense i always joke i know a lot of other a lot of other sports high school basketball in illinois is friday nights college is usually saturday right so every college coach has an opportunity to go and recruit you i'm traveling every friday saturday and sunday basically with my golf team Mm -hmm. that's when the big tournaments are right during the same months when my college team is so it's really hard to recruit and go out and find kids so summer is very important but we're in illinois so my most important time to me is 
and I'm opposite of a lot of coaches. I believe the state tournament's very important. Your regional and your sectional. Why? You're playing in October. It's brutal weather. It's tough. I want to see who wants to be out there, not mm-hmm. has to be out there, right? I want to see who can grind out around in tough conditions with the big state tournament online. So I'll get to a couple state tournaments. I don't ever say my name or go talk to kids at that time. I think that's your t- moment to shine, but I'm definitely down there checking out people and seeing how they conduct themselves. I'm really big on that. But yeah, the summer tournaments, the IJJ, you can't go wrong. They do a great job over there. I mean, even at our level, I mean, I can't recruit at that age and I'm not looking to, but I love how I can watch people handle themselves at an age eight already. I I think it's neat. Well, you see, I always say you see the best in people and then you see the absolute worst side of people. Correct. And I think that's, to be fair, that's just golf, right? Like how many times, I mean, Ellie has seen me and she will never do this ever, but she has seen me throw a golf club. (laughs) Like 65 yards, skip it off of a, of a cart path. And then say that was a better shot than my previous. You know, she has seen that. There's a good story. Tell that story about that one guy that threw his clubs in the uh, Um, the pond. Yeah, so some guy was out golfing with his son, and he got paired with this other guy. And on one of the holes, he hit such a bad shot, he picked up his clubs, chucked them in the water, and left. But a minute later, he comes back, swims into the pond, gets his... (laughs) bag out of the water he swims back out grabs his car keys and chucks his clubs back in and leaves <laughs> it brings out the worst in us no doubt so, no doubt i'm sure you've had those moments oh uh, deep down you always i mean that's an option right like yeah, obviously guys are kicking tea yeah. boxes over and yeah. smashing their shafts against <laughs> garbage cans i mean the worst stuff in the world and happens these clubs out are there. like thousands of dollars right don't care okay You've seen the worst. You've seen the best in parents. Ooh, tough. I, it's a, it's a, we have to navigate and tread lightly around this, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, is there a way to control the, the emotions, the raw emotion? Because we're invested in our kids. We want them to be successful and we know what they're capable of. And the failure comes at you so quickly out there. And it's so apparent that everything that you had been hoping for is just gone, right? Yeah. What do we do? You know, that even keel mentality. How do we teach that and preach that to, to caddies and players? I can't give you the exact diagnosis on that. But my biggest thing is the same thing we just talked about. You shouldn't be able to tell if your daughter or son won or lost that tournament when you get off the course. And you can a lot, right? I mean, the parents show more emotion sometimes than the player. And it's scary, you know I mean? As a director of a tournament, a director of a league, I can tell who's coming in guns a-blazing because of a bad shot or whatnot. And I can't tell you how to parent. That's one thing I can't do. But as a parent, I would say, you know, your, your worst days need to be your best and your best days need to be your worst, right? Like, how do we get better on your best days and on your worst days? How do we grow from that, right? I mean, let's make it a learnable experience, especially at the ages at the U.S. Kids Golf. I mean, once you get to college, you, you just became unrecruitable, basically, you know, as a parent. I mean, I'm recruiting parents as close as I am recruiting players. Yeah, oh, you're I, in trouble, Allie. No one's going to recruit you after they meet me. I <laughs> promise you that. Um I'd take you on if I could, but no, I get what you're saying. I mean, you, you, I mean, it's just a, it even kills a, a tough word to define and actually act out. I try my best with it, 
but I'm. But my, you're an emotional guy too. Big time. You love to get fired up. I big mean, time. That's, there's Ali. You rarely get. I I see like a a casual fist pump on like a six footer for yeah, you know birdie like or some people. Yeah, but there are some people Reese. double fisters. Reese. There's some crazy, you know, and that's I love it. I love both sides of it. I love the kid that drops that putt and is just like, yep. I knew it, and I love the kid that drops that button. It's just like, yes, let's go. You know, there's that too. Um, so I, I think we're we're all in agreement here that there really isn't a way. There isn't. I mean, you just a, find your way every day to just improve a little bit at it and learn from your mistakes. Wait till you get to the car. I guess you know. Quick yeah. answer. Yeah, the, the kids don't want to get in the car at the time. <laughs> no. man. Like, Dairy Queen, please. You know, like, let's get out of here. You the, know, but, the times in the car alone are enough for me to realize, like I've got to reevaluate what and, I'm doing. And that's where I change. I'll go back to the college team. I am upset, right, with my players. They're, they're my kids at that point. But that's the last thing I want to do. The moment that's most important to me is that car ride because I know that's when we can bond and grow. If we're going to bring up every oh, little car mistake, ride in college is the best, best anyways. Ever, right? I mean, yeah, because you you, you're over it, right? Yeah. But you're also talking about it Correct. and enjoying it. Yep. And there are really some great moments there with the team. Let's laugh about it at this moment, right? Like that's truly, let's laugh. I mean, we can't. We can't hit reverse. There's nothing better than being with your team in those moments. Nothing. That's, nothing. Allie, you're going to love it. And, and people say, Oh, you're giving up so much. You're going to go, you're going to work your whole life at this. And then you got to go to college and you're going to miss in the college experience because, uh, you're out there practicing all the time. You got to study. You have no free time to do anything you want. I would say you're crazy. I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. I'd take six buddies on a golf course for my <laughs> college experience and to live that life with them for four years. I'd do it in a heartbeat. That's why I'm coaching. I'll be honest with you. I missed it. I, I, you can't duplicate what you did at Carthage, right? With basketball anymore. I'm sorry. The men's leagues aren't very cool compared no, done. to can't right? do it. Same with men's golf. Like, yeah, I can go play in tournaments and I can go play in match play and I can go play in whatever. And there could be money on the line and all that, but you can't duplicate that team bonding and feel. So the only way to be close to it to me was to coach. And that's why I got back into this it. is a PSA for every one of those girls that decided to go play intramural basketball at U of I or Iowa. And they could have been with you right now shooting 77. You're missing it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, there's, you can make the most out of any college in this, in this world, any major. I mean, you don't have to have the best college degree to make the most of it. It's what you make out of it, right? So going to a smaller school and get a good experience with the bonding and with the team, I think it's important. I don't care if it's Aurora or if it's someone else in the world. You should be playing a game that you love for the rest of your life if you can. And to be honest with you, we talked about it at the beginning of it. The cost of golf once you get out of college isn't a lot of fun. And as a kid, your daughter's age or in college, they don't realize that, right? But that greens fee hurts once mm. you get out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you start pulling carts around. Yeah. That, picking up range balls. Right, getting, right. Like, you're getting tagged out there by every golfer in the history of a range trying to hit you as you're right. shagging up balls. <laughs> right. You better find a nice part-time gig and get that free golf again. But again, to just get that, the, the bonding, the airplane rides, whatever you got to get to do. I, I, if anyone says that's not the best part, they're not having a, they're not having a good they experience. Don't got, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. get it. It's, it's obvious that it is. Yep. Circle back. You create some of those problems for yourself at times because you are doing it the right way. Teaching people lessons, especially junior golfers lessons about mm -hmm. the game. There are so many things that can happen and so many tough moments. Handling those moments as a tour director, as a coach. Uh, the integrity in signing a scorecard correctly or assessing penalties on yourself. Such a big factor in this, but a very difficult one for, for parents to understand and, and hold themselves accountable for. 
So how would you balance, how do you balance that when you're trying to teach kids that it is fun, but also take something away potentially from them because the rules are the rules? Yeah, I think that's the greatest thing about golf. The rules are, there's so many of them. I get it, but there's so many that are easy and basic and we need to know those, right? And it's just like any game. A, a parent that walks onto the golf course should know the rules before they get out there, at least the basics instead of, instead of trying to expect to tell me what the rules are or whatnot. And that's what you get a lot of. It's how it's interpreted most of the times with the issue. It's a game of telephone, like back in kindergarten. It starts off as one story and it comes back to me as a fourth different story right Right. and that's always what i'd laugh about i'm like i need the person that was involved and that wasn't you as a parent i need the player to talk it out to me and it's happened is huge very huge and it's hard to do he could be eight seven six she could be you know five years old and now she's got to communicate with the director but i again am going to bring that smile and go we're not looking down upon this at this point it may be a rough moment here but if you can explain to me the truth of this you're going to grow from this. This is going to be the best moment of your life in the game of golf because you're going to never do it again, hopefully. You didn't mean to. You didn't blatantly mean to cheat or do whatever you did. Let's just explain what you did. Talk it over. Here's the rule. In basketball, you step out of bounds. It's out of bounds. Yeah, you know, that's right. If you sign the scorecard the wrong, here's the rule on that. That's how it's going to be handled. It's not because Jason Wortel did something wrong or I'm picking on him. That's just the rule, and I need to explain that to the players. So it's tricky, though. It it's, is. It's it, really. It hard. sounds easy right now. On this, it but does. It's, not. it's there's three adults out there and three kids trying to figure out who's going to, you know, be the last one standing for that blue ribbon. And you know, again, sometimes people make bad decisions. Absolutely, and, and they don't write the correct numbers, and 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 potentially things happen, and they try to overlook it. And I would always say that the lesson that we've taught or you've taught people throughout this process is way more valuable than taking that lower score correct. and and getting a win. Correct. I mean, my first year, I had I a lot of examples, which you were around for, and I couldn't believe what I was getting into sometimes with it. Um, it's not happening at the college level as much. It's just not. I mean, we know the rules. We're just, you know, it's it's a little bit more basic. It's going to be handled one way or the other, and that's what it is, and you just got to handle it. But I'm the coach. I can't be emotional with my players at a yeah, college level. I, I don't see it happening. I, I think the high school game, you'll find that there's quite a bit of, of that happen, manipulating scores and, and dropping an extra ball or whatever. I think it's because it's 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 completely – those kids are on their own. Correct. Yep. Um, at the college level – that doesn't happen. No, I can't. You're 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 already past that. At and that at the point. professional level, what's going on with Patrick Reed? I don't know. I really I is don't there even, really something happening there? I don't know. I, I he's tough to like. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> right. I hate to say that, and I like everyone, yeah. right? but he's tough to like right <laughs> that's now. That's why I like him so much. <laughs> yeah, he's tough to like right now, but he can play. Bottom line, flat and, out play. Yeah, get the ball. And, in the and hole. so can your kids, and and so can the kids that we see in the junior world, and so can the kids at the at the Chad Johansson Golf Academy. Yeah. It's a la- one of the last things we wanted to just circle around here. You know, Allie has been a part of, of that, and we've spent some time on the range with Coach Chad, and you've spent probably way too much time for your liking on the range with Coach Chad and his yellow blazer, uh, walking around with a microphone and putting some noodles on the course, running obstacle courses, and, and having the kids ride the carts and play holes. He's doing it very differently. I don't think there's a lot of people that are that are – kind of at his level with the junior golf side. What have you learned and what have you been a part of uh, in developing and growing the grind, like we like to say here, uh, in in junior golf with him? I think you just hit it on the head. I mean, that's my background, right? Like, I wanted to be a PE major, so running a, a camp or running a class, that's right up my alley. 
I mean, I mean, that's what I wanted to do. So when he got me involved with it, I'm trying to make him change things left and right. But I also, it's his product and I'm good with it. Right. Yeah, but I yeah. said, you just said it. Let's be unique. Let's be something different. Right. I don't know that golf is fun for your first time ever showing up to a camp. How do you make it fun? Let's have an obstacle course. Let's show up that you run and you're doing things that I know you can do. And maybe now I may get a person to talk and actually want to be here more than that. It really is a spark type camp. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a beginner camp all the way up to the advanced, right? But however, there's no doubt people want to come back. And that's the game, right? We need people that want to keep playing the game, not run from it. It's tough. It's hard. You would you witness that every time you're out there. Yeah. That game changes one day to the next, right? So from a beginner that's never put a club in his hands or her hands, how do we make it fun? We're not making you run, which is nice for some people right, right. we're not making you climb anything or lift anything right we're in the sense of golf we're just trying to make it enjoyable and make you want to come back so blackberry oaks to me is a place where families and kids want to be and yeah he does a good job he does a great I mean, job you get you, if you're part of the program you play golf for free yeah and he's the owners are great out there the blockers are the one of the best families you'll ever meet they allow you to come out after 5 p.m and play free golf i mean that's in, that's insane. That's really neat. I mean, even if it's three holes as a six year old, your first time in a camp and three days later, you get to go play golf for free. That's a game I kind of want to play. It's the start to, to really get kids to think I can do this. And then they realize, okay, this is what it's going to take. Yeah. And then they have to make that decision. Yep. Allie, what is it going to take for you to be great? A lot of hard work. What is hard work? Just not standing over the ball hitting a hundred shots with one club and going through the motions you just have to be there and if you're not there that i like that you, you have, have to, to be there, there but where for mentally yeah mentally I mean, you, you have to be there you have to be there mentally that's great al and i think that what's cool about what you're doing with chad is it, it's like a hook yep. you're hooking so many kids that's what you got to do with this game it's yeah. unique i mean it's not it's not on it you know, it's not on the national, you know, television shows at noon or whatnot. It's not a game that you can go to every week for, you know, the Cubs play 82 games at home. Right. There's not a PGA or LPGA event down the road in Illinois. No. Only once a year. So if you don't go to that event, you may never see a event. Right. Right? You're not going to, but you are going to get these kids playing golf. Correct. And they're going to, they might not be division one players. They might not. They might not win Chicago tour or go to an AJGA and, 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 win it or earn stars to even get there but they are going to be that guy chucking their wedge down the fairway someday throwing their bag in the lake right Allie you're creating life it's a lifelong game you could listen to this and the greatest story of all might be the story Allie told right, right. so if you want to be that guy I'm good with that yeah, come would, on out and play right. black period. come <laughs> There's nope. too many, but I love them because they're all passionate about it. And you can keep your fire and your passion to this game. And you're a very passionate guy, Justin. Yeah. You are passionate about golf. You've done some incredible things in it. And I wanted to make sure that I asked you before we kind of get this thing wrapped up with the success that you've had. You know, we're looking out five years now. What do you think the best scenario would be for you if you were to project the trend that your program is on? And your life in general, you've got two little girls. Are you going to get them in this game? Is this something that you want them to be a part of? Take us through kind of what your what your hopes are. That's great. I mean, do you think about that every day? Yes, you do. Yes, you, you do. Absolutely. Do you, Allie? Do you think about that every day? What's your, what's your life going to be like in five years? You're a, she goes, Dad, I'm 11. And that's fine. And don't worry about <laughs> it at this point. Please just enjoy the game, right? And I, I'll, I'll, I'll roundabout way of saying this. 
and it's not it's not a brag, but there's days I wake up at 5 a.m. I go to Blackberry Oaks. I open up a golf course that I love to open up. I work until nine o'clock, you know, in the pro shop, helping out some of the best customers. The morning people are always, mm-hmm. hey, I see you guys walk by and hit balls a lot too, right? And I love it. And then all of a sudden, I'm out doing junior camps from nine to noon and whatnot, loving it. I'm teaching it. I've just worn my second hat. And then next thing you know, I have an AU practice from noon to four over at Aurora Country Club with both men and women's. And I'm wearing another hat, right? And then I get home and I got to get the U.S. kids golf tour to set together. And I'm not here to say my day is tougher than yours. It's not the point. But the the end result is I want to be around what you two are doing right now and around my family. That's it. As much as possible. Okay. And that's my goal. So five years, you're living the same life. But you're a little bit better. Aurora's winning national championships. Ooh. You're ambitious about trying to go to the to that next step forward. Is a Division One prospect something you'd hope for in your career, or you just love love where you're at and you're content with your life? I I do again. I do get motivated off of winning. I get motivated off of seeing success from others. I do. It's not. I don't really like to amp up my success. I like to other people talk about it. It's neat that you've done your research for me, and that's great that you've talked about it. I don't really want to talk about that, but. My biggest goal was to get these kids to graduate, get them good jobs, and be friends for the rest of my life. Like That's, that's the best goal you can have, and I've been in coaching, and I'm going to tell you right now that's the right thing to do. Yeah, and it, so to answer that, my heart's at Aurora. I went to Aurora. Right now, I'd love to be coaching golf at Aurora University for Attaboy. the rest of my life. Because, that's the correct answer. Yeah, I'm loyal to them. And are your kids going to play some golf? Yeah, at some point. They're little. They're, they're little still, and I, I don't care about the age. The minute, the other day, I'll tell you a story. They actually hit golf balls for the first time last week, and all they said is, where do you go to coach every night? They're getting and I it. said, you're going to come with and check this out. And they just came and putted a couple and messed around. Well, thank you for coming. We appreciate being at Rich Harvest Farms. We're going to go over there and putt and chip a little bit for sure. Al, yeah, pretty good guest here. Thank you This was just really enjoyable. Um, great facility, just awesome. So thank you. Can I say one last thing? Yeah. I only had one tough job at U.S. Kids this year, and there's the amount of uh, extra holes you had to play. Okay. <laughs> I had five I, playoffs. Five, I wanted to get home to see my family, and you had to tie someone five times on my first year. So can we... Uh, we needed to get the playoff stuff under our belt, man. I love it, but you made me put some OT in, okay? So I, I, next time, let's finish that on number nine in summer, okay? What do you say, Al? And always remember, golf is great, the grind makes it greater. There you go.